Here we go. So today's daf is daf Chav Zayin, page 27 in the Heilige Meseches Nedarim. We are about almost halfway down on Chav Zayin Amar Aleph. We are up to the Mishnah. Let's remind ourselves of the Sugya. So in the very beginning of our parak, the very beginning of the third parak, on the bottom of Chav Amar Beis 20b, the Mishnah gave us a list of four types of vows that the Chachamim are matir, that he tiru chacham, that the chachamim permit, meaning they remove the forbiddenness of whatever the vow created, which ultimately means it wasn't a valid vow in the first place. Okay? There's four types of vows that, if it's done under these circumstances or with this understanding, is not valid. All right? And it gave us a list of vows. It said, Nidre Zerizin, if it's a motivational vow, vow to inspire somebody to do something, but it wasn't really meant. Also, if it's exaggerated, also we learned, we explained in the last Mishnah what Shkagos, when you make a vow and something unintentional was in place that I didn't intend, I didn't notice. And the fourth category of a vow that is not effective is, is a Nidre, uh, Nidre Einsen, Nidarim, which are in Ones. In Ones means it is completely outside of the pers- of the speaker's control. Such a vow taken under the, that pretense is not valid. There's no issue. You don't need to abide by it. Let's get into the category and some examples of what are Nidre Einsen. Says the mission, Nidre Einsen. What is a nether that is out of a person's control? Hitiru chaver isn't this such a fascinating thing? It's and, and <laughs> it's such a common, um, <laughs> there's such a common vow that people were taking to each other. A vow about you know you're not coming to eat by me. Sounds really Jewish, right? People wanted to invite other people over. They wanted to get them to 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 come and come together over food. That's what Jews do. That's what we do as as Yidden. We invite people in. So he took a vow that his friend is going to eat with him. Okay, so he says, I'm forbidding anything on you or, or benefit you if you do not eat in my house. The halacha, and what happens? V'cholohu, the guy who you made this vow about becomes sick. Or the guy who you're insisting to eat in your house, his son becomes, uh, his son becomes sick. And therefore, the guy calls up and he says, listen, you know, I appreciate that you made a vow that I need to eat in your house. You're trying to get me to come. The problem is uh, my, my son's sick and he needs my help. Okay, elu nidre. I'm sorry, Aisha Or a flood came, <clears throat> a flood came, and now he can't he can't cross over the river. The is elu nidre These are on the darim, which were made, and the outcome of it is completely outside of the person's control. There was nothing that he could do. Hence, the nether is not a nether in the first place. So going back to the beginning of our parak on the bottom of Chaf Amud Beis. Such a nether is not effective. The hutru uh, chachamim, which means the whole thing didn't. The whole nether doesn't start. You don't need to abide. You don't need to abide by the by whatever vow was made. Okay, beautiful. Even after that. Even after that. No, it's breaks, a, breaks the that's right because I didn't know. It's something that came up later. All right, says the Gemara. Ha who gavra? No, it goes buster das. Somebody made somebody. Says the Gemara. Ahugavra, there was a person. Ahugavra, there was a guy. The itvis zav, the itvis ziv zechavasa bevedina ve'amar. 
he had a, a uh, document in court, and he says, If I don't come back in 30 days to follow through on, this, on, on showing, proving my documents, it should be nullified, all of my rights. So what happened was like this. This guy was called to court. There was some sort of issue that took place over who owns a property. And they said to this Yid, call him Ruvain, listen, buddy, prove that the property is yours. And he says, listen, I have the proper documentation. I have the proper papers. Give me 30 days. If within 30 days I don't come back, you should know I'm removing all the rights from my field. You could Besden, you can have it. Like I'm not claiming it's mine anymore. I'm committing to be back in 30 days with proper documentation. What happens? Itness. In Aynas happened, okay, something completely out of his control, and he didn't come back. Whatever happened, uh, there was a, there was a uh, uh, strike with the airlines, a strike at the port, something completely out of his control popped up. Okay. Amar Ravuna, Ravuna says, Batil zichavase. His zichus in the field is removed. You know why? Because he said, if I'm not back in 30 days, I'm removing my claim from the field. You didn't show up. Oh, very nice it wasn't Ones. Very nice it was out of your control. There was a strike at the port. The airlines went on a strike and you couldn't get back. Very nice. But the last letter of the Olive Bays is tough. That's it. You didn't follow through on your word. Omar Le Rava. That's right, fail. Omar Le Rava. Rava says, one second. Anusu. He's an Ines. The onus rachmana patre, and we know when it comes to any obligation, the Torah rachmana hakadosh baruch the merciful one, patters you up. Tichsev, as it says, v'lanarulei sasa dovar. Right? If let's say you have, God forbid, somebody violates a married woman against her will, Boy. is she held accountable? No, she's an inus. This guy, uh, this guy violated me. What's got to do with me? So it says, she, no matter what, she's not held accountable. Doesn't matter. She might become usher to her husband if he's a kohen, but she's not accountable. That's for sure. So, Aynas Rachmana Patre, which will, there's a beautiful vartan. Remind me about Aynas Rachmana Patre towards the end, because there's going to be a, a constant theme. But you have a machlaikas here. Okay? Machlaikas is again that Ravuna says, if there's an one, something out of your control, you retain your rights. Rav, I'm, I'm sorry, you lose your rights. Even if it's out of your control, says Rav Huna, you lose your rights. Mm-hmm. Rava says, no, you retain your rights because Aynes Rachmana Patre. Oh. Now, says the Gemara, and if you're going to say, Katla Shaini, that maybe you can't prove from the Narale Sasadavar, because over there, when there's a violation with a married woman, there's a death penalty. And maybe over there, that's where we say we're going to be lenient. However, in other places, like a financial situation, we'll say, listen, tough luck. And Aynas happened, but that's not true, because we know in a Mishnah, Nidre Einsen, what is considered a neder of Einsen, uh, that's outside of your control, the case of our Mishnah. Hidiru if its friend takes a vow, Shayechal Etzlai, Rubei Zishimin, I'm making a vow, I'm forbidding any sort of benefit, if you don't come and eat in my house. V'cholahu, and Shimon's sick, so he can't show up. He's like, I'm in bed, I'm on shuldix, I'm sorry. Or his son's sick, he didn't make himself sick. Or there was a flood, and he had to cross a river to get to Ruvain's house, and now he can't get by. So it's, it's completely out of his control. Says our Mishnah, Nidre 
These are considered nadarim that are outside of a person's control, and it's not a and the vow is removed. So you see that even in a situation that comes to finances, if something's out of a person's control, it the the condition, the stipulation does not remain in effect. It falls off. So says the Gemara, Ula Rava, and according to Rava. Now again, Rava argued on Ravuna, and Rava was of the opinion that an Aynas is always potter. Ula Rava, how is it different than the following Mishnah? The Mishnah teaches us a fascinating case. If somebody hands a get to his wife, and he says to his wife at the time that he hands her the get, behold, we're going to be divorced from now, conditional of if I don't come home within the next 12 months. If I don't come home within the next 12 months, I'm divorcing you now. Now, there's many, many reasons why a husband would do this. Logical reasons. The, the primary one is he cares about her and he does not want her to remain in Aguna in case he's going overseas. Another, another um, uh, possibility could be that if they don't have children, he doesn't want her to have to go through the whole Yibum situation. So he wants to make sure that she's a divorcee instead of being a, a widow. But what ultimately happens is he gave, her a, he gave her a document. He said, you're divorced from now if I don't come back. And guess what happens? He dies. He goes overseas and he dies. And, and he dies within 12 months. Okay? This is a get. You know why? Because at the end of 12 months, he's divorced prior to his death. So she's divorced prior to the death. Now says the Gemara, am I, but why are they divorced? Why is it a get? Show me a bigger anus than dropping dead. It's not, he, he didn't intend to drop dead. He didn't wake up the next morning. He died three months after after handing it over, but that was not his intent. He didn't try to make that happen. So why didn't he come back? Once 12 months pass, why didn't he come back? He didn't come back because the Rabbi Nishayim decided that he should be up in Shemayim. Yet the Mishnah still says, it's a get. We fulfill his words. So you see, we're asking on Rava, what do you mean, Rava, Aynes Rachmana Patre, that the Torah Patres, that's all fine and dandy, very good. Uh, but the but Maisa, you see, even by a case of Aynes, if you make it conditional, and an Aynes happens, i.e., the case of our Mishnah, I'm forbidding any benefit if you don't come to my house, and now the river floods, and Pashit, he can't get across. It should, it should be a valid nether. It should be a completely valid nether. The same way this guy made a statement when it came to his get. We say it was a valid statement. And it was, but the one thing happened first, and you can't take that away. He's dead. Right, but either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Either way, he did not fulfill whatever he said because of an onis. He did not fulfill a gazan onis. Hence, you see that even when it's out of your control, your words remain in effect. Answers the Gemara. Amri, they answered... Amri, they said, Doma shiny hasam. Maybe over there where he says, you're going to be divorced if I don't come back within 12 months. Maybe that case is different. Type of Why? If the husband would have known that he would have passed away within the year, within the 12 months, immediately have a he would have given her a get. Now this is this is clear. And and 
says the Gemara, this is something that you can assume. Why? Why? Because if you know you ain't coming back because you're not going to be alive, you would just give her a get from that moment. You don't want, there's obviously, a, he obviously cares about her. So there's a, or at least we're assuming that. So there's a, the reason why he's giving her a get is for her benefit. If it's for her benefit to be divorced rather than be a widow, so he clearly meant for the get to be effective in the beginning of the 12 months. However, in our case, by the vow of not eating in my home, we don't know for sure that he wanted that condition to be effective. Says the Gemara, And let me ask you a question. How would this case of giving over the divorce to your wife, to get to your wife and saying, you know, if I don't come back in 12 months, um, you know, we're divorced from now. How would it be any different from the case where he, where he, where he says, Eloi asina mikan va'ad If I don't come back within 30 days, it should be a get. Instead of 12 months, he says, if I don't show up in 30 days, it's a get. And also, upaske mabra. And then he goes overseas, okay? And um, also, he, I'm sorry, also, he came back, upaske, and it stopped ma'avra, the boats that crossed over. So here's what happens. He says to his wife, you're divorced if I don't come back within a month, if I don't come back within 30 days. On the 30th day, he's coming back to cross and, and he, he can't find a rowboat. Okay? He can't find a rowboat. So what's he doing? He's standing on one side of the river. Yeah? And he's trying to get back to his wife so he's not divorced. And Omar Luhu, uh, and he says to whoever sees him on the other side, he says, Chazud Asai! Chazud Asai! Look, I'm back! I'm back! Tell my wife she's, we're not really divorced. It's almost Shkia. Yeah, I'm back. Come on! You know? Where do you think she is? She's probably hiding. <laughs> whatever. She'll say, yeah, whatever. She's, uh, she's on her next date. The Omar Shmuel, and Shmuel says, Masya. Sorry, Charlie, you haven't come back. Yeah, you haven't come back. If you said if you don't show up to town, <laughs> you're divorced. Well, you didn't show up to town. Ask the Gemara, am I va'amayanas honest? Rava, according to you, you say that if whenever there's an ones, you could use that as a validation of whatever you did. Yeah. Why can't he validate his showing up on the 30th day and, and all of a sudden there's no boat? This is like, this is like, so to speak, trying to show up for your flight 46 minutes before takeoff. And then when there's a little bit of a line, and you miss your flight, you blame it on the line. Or you blame it on the TSA agent because they held you up for an additional 45 seconds and that's why your luggage couldn't make check-in. No, 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 no. Right? You know what we're going to say to him? You know what we're say to him? Says the Gemara to answer, there's different, and this is such a beautiful and powerful idea in life, there's different types of einsen. There's different types of excuses when something's out of your control. Says the Gemara, Toma unsa de migloi shiny, uma avra migloi unse. You no, know, when you're coming across a river on the 30th day to get back to your wife, no, we say to you, sorry, buddy, you should have come back yesterday. Why'd you miss your flight? You showed up 46 minutes before and blame on TSA agent? You should have been there two hours before or be there an hour and a half or an hour. Don't come late expecting everything to go perfectly and all of a sudden, oh, last minute, blame it on everybody else. That's not a real anus. And this is a very important idea because many things that we do in our own personal lives are there. And then we'll blame it on a valid excuse for it not being done. 
and we could we could come up with a valid excuse. But Lamaisa, if you would have put a little bit of a little bit more foresight, a little bit of thought prior, you could have prevented the entire thing. Says the Gemara, that's not clearly in Inus. So, what the Gemara is doing with this concept is saying like this. We were challenging Rava. Rava, you say, Aynas Rachmana Patre. You say, whenever there's an Aynas, the Taira, the merciful one, Akadish Baruch, who potters you up. I, how is it any different than these, other, than these other cases? The answer is, Rava says, there's, some, there's different levels of Aynas. There's different levels of Aynas. There, there are certain types of Aynasim that are not strong enough. To get in the way of your statement. We could still say to you, you should have been more careful. But perhaps, says Rava, when it's an extreme minus and it was completely out of your control, unforeseeable circumstances, then we'll allow the nether to remain in place. That's, that's how Rava is going to uh, wiggle out. And we don't have any more challenge on Rava. Now, says the Gemara, Ula Ravuna, according to Ravuna, now, Rav Huna says, seemingly, that when it comes to an ones, we, we don't care. The bottom line is, you didn't follow through on what you said. So Rav Huna holds, in the case of our Mishnah, where somebody, you know, where, um, where somebody, on Amad Aleph, Rav Huna says, that Batil Zechuse, right, he says, if um, a guy says, I, you know, I'm gonna, I'll, I promise I'll bring back proper documentation within 30 days. And then he doesn't come back because of an inus, something that an unforeseeable circumstance. Ravuna says, listen, Batos Husay, you didn't come back, you, you lose your rights to the field. Says the Gemara to challenge this, one second. Ula Ravuna, but according to Shitas Ravuna, Mechti, let's see, Asmachtahi, this, um, this is just an asmachta. An asmachta in English is, is translated as saimich. Saimich is to, to lean on something else. That's the best way to translate uh, an asmachta. Okay? It's an asmachta. Asmachta means he's leaning on something else to assume that he's going to be able to follow through on his words. For the word smicha, to be saimich on something. All right? Now, Va'asmachta laikanya. Ravuna is going to say that um, if he doesn't come back, he loses his rights to the field. The Gemara says, why? When, when somebody is saimich on something else, when there's an asmachta laikanya, that doesn't give the other person an acquisition. Okay? Meaning, very nice. Maybe it was nice he didn't come back. But what about the other guy who's claiming the field? His whole Kenyan is based off an asmachta, like this assumption of what this other guy is going to do. And that itself, like Kanya, doesn't give him an acquisition. So the Gemara answers, shiny hacha, here it's different, dimitafsan zechusam. Because the very papers that he claims he's coming back with within 30 days are uh, being held up by the Bezdin. Okay, so he's saying like this, I'm going to get these documents within 30 days. Okay? Well, is, it, is he being saimich on his ability? Now, Bezdin hasn't. Is he is in Asmachta, is he being saimich on his ability to get it? No, because it's not in, completely in his control to show up with it. There's, some, there, there's a, a, a court that's holding on to it. All right? So 
we're assuming when he says I'm back in 30 days, he fully intends to come back. But whatever has happened, it just wasn't his completely in his power. Says the Gemara, let's say the papers that he needs are in some Bezdin. Isn't that going to be considered an Asmachta itself and give him some leverage? We learned in the Mishnah, Misha para If a person owes a thousand dollars and he paid back 500 of it, the Hishlish Eshtare. And then he was Mishalish his star. The word Shalosh means three. Over here is he gave the document to a third party. Now, why would they do that? Because generally the way that transactions worked, specifically with loans, is that the lender, I'm sorry, the borrower would give a document to the lender. As long as the lender held on to that document, he can go and collect from the borrower at any time. What happens if you pay back part of the loan? Who has rights to hold on to the document? Here's the problem. If the lender gives it back to the borrower, the borrower could claim he paid up the whole thing, and that's not true. If the lender holds on to it, so then he could still claim the whole thing, and that's also not true, because part of it was paid. So what they would do was, vehishlish, they would give it to a third person. A third person who they both, you know, they both uh, trusted. The Yomar, and he said, And this is what he said to, the, to this third guy. The, the, he says, if I don't come back, or I don't pay up, I'm sorry, if I don't pay up within 30 days, I allow you to give the document back to the lender, meaning I'm risking having to pay the loan again. And what ultimately happens is, it's time to pay up, and he doesn't give it. Doesn't show up. Rabbi Yaisi, Yaimer, Rabbi Yaisi says, Yitain. He's allowed to give the, this third guy, call him Levi, is allowed to give the document back to the lender. For Rabbi Yehuda, Yaimer, Yitain. Rabbi Yehuda says, Absolutely not. You cannot. not like who says that when you're signing on a third party, you're signing on somebody else. That gives you an acquisition. Okay, the halacha really is a smachta. Like Bottom line is the Gemara here is coming with a question because you see that the machlekes here has a lot to do with a smachta, even though you have a levy holding on to it. Now, previously we said if bezdin's holding on to it, this is not a case of a smachta. You can't say it's a smachta when you have a bezdin. Uh, like be, well, the Gemara is asking, yeah, let Bezdin function as the third party and connect it to here. Why by Bezdin do we say asmachta laikanya? And uh, but in this case of the third party, now we have a now we have a machlekes. So it says the Gemara, you're right. Shiny hacha. Here it's different. The Omar levatlon zuchasi. This case where he promises to come back in thirty days. Uh, you know, there's a promise. He says, if I come back in thirty days, then uh, you know I have documentation. Otherwise. You know, I'm removing my rights. That's where he says, Levatlon zicha vase. That my zichus, my, my rights to this should be bottle, should be, uh, should be nullified. And um, it has nothing to do at all with being soimich on somebody else. There was no mention of it at all. Okay? So since there was no mention of it at all, it didn't include anything that has anything to do with, uh, with either... You know the the either party that claims ownership of the field. 
So he said, clearly, Vadlan's Chuse, bottom line is there's no Asmachta. Says the Gemara, what's the halacha of the Hilchasa? Asmachta Kanya. In general, the halachas of Asmachta are, do, even though there is an Asmachta, you are relying on another party. It does give the uh, acquisition. The who uh, delay on us as long as there was no inus even with a third party. If I wasn't, if nothing was done. And also, it has to be that the acquisition happened in a chashuva bezdin. What does it mean a chashuva bezdin? So the Ran here explains it has to be a bezdin that has the authority of hefker bezdin hefker. It has to be the type of bezdin that has the authority to to uh, take people's finances and property and hand it over. To uh, hand it over to uh, somebody else, yeah, because th- this way there's right. This way there's no shaila afterwards. You're gonna say, oh, but you missed an idea. You missed the point. It's machnishtais. It doesn't matter because either way, Bezdin had the right. Whether or not he, he whether or not he he didn't come back because of Rainer's brother, they're the type of Bezdin that has the right to decide who owns who owns what property and all that falls to the wayside. I just want to share a, something I heard that's beautiful. Mama, it's a beautiful idea. I, I it, it's such a, a it, it's precious, precious. We're familiar with the concept of Aynas Rahman Apache. What does that mean? Aynas, when you have a something out of your control, Rahmana, the Torah, Patre, patters you up. It's a very unique expression. Usually what it says in Halacha is Pater. You're Pater. You don't need to do something. When you're an Aynas, I want to do a mitzvah. What does it say? Rachmana patre. The word pater means releases you. Like if I make kiddush for you, I patter you up from your obligation in kiddush. I released you from your obligation because I made kiddush on your behalf. So I saw, I forget one of the chassidish, uh, that Rachmana patre means if you want to do a mitzvah or you want to do something, you want... And you can't do it. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Himself does it for you. It's not the vart. It's not the idea. Like okay, so now you're not obligated. You're putter. Since you wanted to do the mitzvah, and something completely out of your control uh, came up, Rachmana Patri, the Bnei does it for you. It's done. It's not the. It's not the way you even do it. You wanted to fast on Tisha B'av. You wanted to fast on Yom Kippur. But you're, 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 the, the, the Rav says you're not allowed to fast. It's ushered. Sakonis the fascist. That, that, that. You're not allowed. You're like, oh, but I want to fast. Rachman Apach, don't worry, the Bunch did it for you. You did fast. You did the mitzvah. It's accomplished. It's not a word. You didn't do it. Say you're off the hook. No, Rachman Apach, schmuck. Otherwise, we don't find It's a very unique expression. Rachman Apach, Such a beautiful diak. When you read into these words, it, uh, th- that idea is uh, read so beautifully. Okay, here we go. Let's do the next Mishnah. Let's get on to uh, let's get on to uh, wrap up the daf. Get on to tomorrow's daf. Zok the Mishnah, bottom of Chav Zayin Amud Beis. Nidrin, you could make a neder lahargin to those who are threatening to kill you. Okay, ulecharamim and people who are call them. Bandits, ulamuchasim, and people who take uh, uh, taxes. Okay, we'll see who these tax people were, who the IRS was. Ulamuchasim, and and you can make an, a vow to them. Shehi truma, 
that, by the way, you should know that they say to you, listen, your, your, your money, they break into the guy's house, your money or your life. He says, listen, I don't got any money, but you could, all, what, anything that's here, you, you could take. They start taking the guy's meat out of his freezer. He's allowed to make a nether to them that you should just know, because hey, take it, it's, it's truma, just letting you know. Just letting you know it's truma. Okay? Now, even though it's not truma. Now, why are you doing that? Because they have much less to gain by that. There's a greater chance that they're just going to leave it there. Okay? So he's taking an oath. He's they're taking an oath. Huh? They're from Ganav. From Ganav, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, or or you take a, a vow that, by the way, the king's going to come looking for it after you take it. Just, just, just saying. People are a lot more, more uh, nervous about taking something that belongs to a king. The consequences are far greater than when they take from a person. The guy says, listen, I'm the king's treasurer. You can take it. I'm just letting you know. It's, you know, it's, it's not mine, it's the king's. Even though it's not really the king's. Okay. So you could take a full-fledged oath, take any, use a full-fledged expression of a vow, say whatever you want. You could do that. Beishamai says, Bakol Niger, that in, in uh, all these cases that we mentioned that you're allowed to take a nether, you could do that. Chutz, Okay. However, you should not do it in a way of a shvua. Fine. Take a vow. Use an expression of vow. Don't use an expression of shvua. No. Even by a uh, even even to make a uh, shvua. Okay. Now, oh, very good. So that's obviously what's going to have to be clarified. You know, here especially by killers, it's bekuach nefesh. So what, what's the shaila? What's the what's happening over here? Good. We'll get into that. Says the Mishnah Vaiter. But that's, that is a, a question that needs to hang over our head, that needs to be clarified. What's the Shiloh over here? Granted, now we know that a, an oath is more machmir than a, a vow. We've discussed that previously. Um, but even so, when you have these dire circumstances, um, you know, wh- wh- where's, where's uh, uh, Beishamai coming from? Fine, let's keep going. Beishamai says as well, La yiftach loy beneder. A person should not initially do a, 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 a speak, an expression of a vow. You could say, by the way, that's the king's. But don't offer to make a vow. Unless they'd be like, oh yeah, well I don't believe you. Okay, so now you're stuck, right? You now you're stuck. But he says, down. initially, right, or take an oath. Huh? Initially he says, no, no. Bottom line is, it's not a valid nether, it's not a valid oath, it's not a vow, not an oath. You don't mean any of this. All you're trying to do is get these bandits out of your way. There's no problem. Initially, you could just make, this, make the vow. Beshamay says, That only make a vow on things that, um, that they want. Okay? You could make a vow that my entire house, even things they're not planning on taking, is another. Ketzad, for example. Omar Lai, they say to the, call him the victim. Emar say, I'm making a kainam that my wife 
is always going to be forbidden to benefit from me if this is really not truma, if this is really not the kings, if it's really not... Right? In other words, they want to make this severe. They want to make sure this guy's telling the truth. They say, forbid any benefit to your wife, from your wife, if you don't make it out. The Omar, and he says, Kainam ishti you enemy. You know how... You know what? I'm even going to say that my kids can't benefit from me. That's how confident I am that this is Shuma. So Bisham is going to say, your wife could still benefit, but your kids can't. Because nobody asked you to mention your kids. Nobody asked you. You weren't an Inus. Nobody forced you to say that. It's not against your will to say that. You, you willingly, you know, you, you schmaltzed it up, as they say. You schmaltzed up something that you didn't need to go to. You went somewhere you didn't need to go. Misov says, no, Elu Elu Mutarim. Either way, it's okay. Why? You schmaltzed it up, because you schmaltzed it up. <laughs> as long as you know you're schmaltzing it up. Uh, you know, and you know that, that uh, you know, the, the reason why you're doing this is not to forbid your property on them. It's not to forbid your property on, on anybody. You're just trying to get these bandits out of your house. So even if you say wife and kids, when it wasn't forced, it's still, everything is still going, everything and everybody is still going to be permitted to uh, benefit from uh, whatever item the vow was said about. Okay, really fascinating. Mishnah, we'll hold it here for this evening. And Bezim, tomorrow we will go back, we will chazer over the Mishnah, we'll review the Mishnah on the bottom of Chav Zion and continue with the Gemara on Daf Chav Ches. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.